Dr. Trudy Fleer here. T-Mobile home internet speeds that crawl can leave us feeling like we have to move faster to compensate, but we don't. The internet does. You want to move like a sloth? Be a sloth with blazing fast Xfinity internet. Learn more at xfinity.com slash t-mobile Guys, 2022's been a roller coaster year, so spoil her this Christmas by giving her the next best thing to wearing nothing at all with soft, silky, naturally nude pajamas exclusively from Pajamagram. Sensuous and smooth, naturally nude pajamas feel just like her own bare skin, even more alluring than lingerie. The texture and touch of these pajamas is so seductive that you'll both love the feel of them. She'll love the feeling of wearing next to nothing at all and you'll love the way they look best of all pajamagram does the wrapping for you with free gift packaging order today and pajamagram will also include a free matching naturally nude nighty with the purchase of naturally nude pajamas that is free gift packaging and a free naturally nude nighty when you order today just go to pajamagram.com it's fast easy and delivery by christmas is guaranteed that's pajamagram.com Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. This is Reed Saunders, professional Colorado sports announcer. 1-0 to Ryan, drives it to right, going back, Puig, and it's good! You're tuning in to the Mile High Pundit Podcast. It's too good to be true, but believe it! Follow us on Twitter at Mile High Pundit Podcast. Loose ball in the front court. Grant dumped it home. And the Denver Nuggets lead it by 20 points in the game seven. Now, here's your hosts, Joel James and Jared Shuck. Ladies and gentlemen, really hope you guys uh, took that Western Conference Finals victory for what it was worth this past week. Uh, Jared and myself, we both have our playoff beards going strong. It is hot as hell, though. So, naturally, we are struggling. Um, I'm going to bring in my co-host here, though. Jared. Jared, how you doing, man? 103 fucking degrees today. It was, it was 100 here. 103 100. fucking degrees. Yeah, but ours is 113 with the fucking humidity, bro. Like, oh my goodness, it was horrible. I mean, I was wearing a white t-shirt, honey. We went to dinner, and I was dying. <laughs> dying. It was yeah, nuts. That, that, that humidity, man, it's, it's horrible. It can get you Absolutely in the worst horrible. of ways. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we're, we're at the point where, you know, we're playing, uh, for the Avs sake, you know, they're playing meaningful hockey in June. So... Um, we've made it like we're here. It's, uh, it's good to see. Um, but yeah, just kind of, we'll get into all that stuff a little bit later. Um, do have some pretty big news, uh, for everyone that tunes in regularly. Uh, I mean, they heard it in the intro. You don't have to, there's no secret. It's in the intro. Yeah. If it wasn't, they told us we go belly up and yet we're still here. You heard it that we are. been teasing it for weeks we have man and let me just tell you 
all, all the guys at Belly Up, right? Uh, Blaine's been awesome. Uh, other Jared's been awesome. Mike's been awesome. Uh, fucking Zach. Dude, Zach has been huge, man. Um, Zach has been, like, MVP. Like, dude. Bro, all, tell you. all those fucking guys, man, they've all been awesome. Uh, they've all reached out. And, and like we said in the tweet, man, nothing changes. We, we just... Yeah. Uh, we get to expand our exp- expand holy fuck it's the whiskey I promise we we get to expand our platform a little bit which is obviously great for us and great for you guys because now we're not just we're, we're, we're not just Google we're not just iTunes we're not just Spotify we're iHeartMedia we're on Spreaker I mean we we're, we're covering more bases now so we're getting out to more of you guys who maybe don't want to use those platforms it's awesome it just it works out for everybody but yeah uh, just you know some some good uh good behind the scenes work um as far as all that it's been going down last couple weeks i would say um but uh zach was a guy who we we regularly kind of interacted with on the spaces uh for locked on avalanche and uh just a great community in there just overall um and he kind of reached out to jared and myself because they did not have an avs team and or team covering the podcast team covering the avs so a quick little zoom meeting and a couple weeks later and first sponsorship i mean and and let's put it out there too on wednesday we're gonna be doing the live show before yep. game one um where we're both gonna be able to do it and so we're gonna be on belly ups youtube channel talking uh talking playoffs i'm gonna try and censor myself heavily on wednesday so the whiskey's not gonna come out until after six until seven o'clock local time so we'll, we'll keep that to a minimum <laughs> um but yeah we're just uh, we're, we're really excited just just you know moving forward uh it's it's gonna be some some good changes and uh yeah we'll get you know especially with the belly up stuff you know the live live video feed all that reaction stuff it'll be a ton of fun um but for everyone who hasn't yet go follow them um belly up media belly up sports belly up hockey all that jazz uh great stuff and we are looking forward to a long and fruitful relationship so but uh but june man Playoff hockey in June. It, it's something we've been missing. We've been missing. Take out the COVID bubble, right? COVID was like that yeah. taste of getting that late summer hockey, which was mm-hmm. awesome. We, we, we all needed that. But now we actually get meaningful post-82 games hockey. And this, this is what it's all about. I want to get your opinion on this because I saw this last night while Sierra and I were at the bar before we went and saw the new Jurassic Park movie. Yeah. That Stamkos, it was pretty good. I'll say, I'll I'll tell you, I'll tell you in post. Um, That that Stamkos goal, everything about that goal to me, scream no goal. Everything about it. I mean, it's a great shot, horrible rebound for for Shesty to give up there. I mean, horrendous. But I, I I couldn't obviously I couldn't hear the commentary. Like, why was that called a good goal? So they, they, I mean, and rightfully so, in my opinion, they were discussing goalie interference um, from, it's just one of those things where when you, when you slowed it down, because uh, it looked like from, from regular speed that uh, Shesty had that in his glove, right? And it looked like Stamkos just kind of blew into him and Puck was all of a sudden in the, in the back of the net. 
when when you go back and look at the the fine-tuned like tape the puck actually bounces out of the glove Stamkos is still going you know balls to the wall and it pucks like careening I think it hits like off his knee I'm pretty sure and it it winds up in the back of the net um but I was I was actually kind of shocked. Uh, it was just one of those weird plays. I thought you you could definitely call interference, um, goaltender interference for it. But because so I I saw that play right. I, yeah. I saw it develop. And sorry if my audio is a little bit up and down in this episode, guys. I really apologize. I'm I'm working through a couple fixes right now. Um, it, it's a work in progress. Trust me. I know. But the the thing I'm the thing I just was really confused by was. It looks like Stamkos goes through Shesterkin's arm, right? His catching hand, and it, it, it just basically knocks the puck loose and into the net. And that's where I was like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, like I said, I don't know. Obviously, I'm not Toronto. I'm not the fucking guys on the ice. I wish I was. It'd be great. But, I mean, it was, it was, it was one of those weird ones. Um, I mean... T- Vasilevsky, man, what what can you not say about the guy in his last eight uh, series deciding starts? He's eight zero. He's given up two goals. Yeah, he. I mean, I, I said it in a previous podcast. Um, Tampa Bay wasn't looking that scary until Vasilevsky switched into playoff mode. Um, I mean, that's a team that went seven with the Leafs. Like eons ago, it feels like now. But, um, yeah, I mean, what you see from him and a good reason why they're going for a, a third cup is, you know, just dominance. Um, he's a guy that can shut it down when, when he really needs to. He's proven it before. He he's not you know too too small for the moment by any means. Um, and I, like I thought with that Eastern Conference, because I, I you know paying attention to it pretty closely we had that luxury after a very short series um you could really analyze just like the tape and like okay like who's gonna play um who's gonna match up with us you know i thought it was gonna be like an old school goaltender battle um new york kind of surprised me first two games but as the series wore on it was kind of just one of those things where I felt like Tampa Bay, you just kind of saw them round into form. Um, you know, that'll be the best team the Avs face, hands down, this playoff run. This, it's the ultimate test. Uh, you know, got to slay the dragon to, to get the cookie or whatever, whatever they say nowadays. Um, but at the same time, notice some, some good and bad things. Um, but was not surprised to see the Lightning get out of that series. This is the matchup that we have wanted to see for two years now. We, everybody thought it was going to be this matchup last year. Mm-hmm. And hey, you know what? Sometimes you just got to wait for the best thing to happen. And you, you got to wait for the right, the right things. And this is the best time for this to happen. One year later, both teams are extremely experienced, extremely ready to roll. And uh, I, I mean, this is 
th- this is one of those ones where it, it really feels like the, the old time matchups, like when you saw Colorado Detroit in the West finals and you got New Jersey was constantly in the Stanley cup final. Um, and the, the, these are those matchups where you, you want to see it. You have high profile talent. Uh, did you know, by the way, Alex Kalorn was drafted third overall in 2007? No. I didn't know that either. I saw that today. I was, I was absolutely just mystified by it. So, so that's, I mean, you have a lot of really good talent. The roster construction of both these teams is actually very interesting because um, they're, they're two very different teams of how they were, um, how they were uh, developed. I'm sorry. He was Corn was 77th and 2000. He's in 07. That's what that's what threw me off. He was drafted in 07. Okay. I had no idea about that. He's 32. He doesn't look like he's 32. Um, we we usually don't get to cover the other teams before the, the before the round starts that well. We we usually are scraping it together. We're we're trying to get all of our all our fucking ducks in a row because Colorado's going from series to series to series. And it, it's just, it's a little bit harder for us to kind of keep up with our work schedules and being not in the same fucking state and uh, Sierra's in fucking nursing school. So, I mean, we're, we're having to bounce around all these things where we're not quite ready for it yet. Yeah. These have outpaced us. <laughs> these eight days <laughs> off, man. Yeah. God fucking send because we're able to, we're able to stop. We're able to go back and analyze everything. Um, something I really wanted to bring up before we get into um, the the preview of both these teams going head to head, I, I want to go back to um, our Terry Lekkinen's overtime winner and series winner. I, I saw something in the replay, and then I went back and found another game that was just interesting. How they kind of both correlate. 2019. Round two, game six in Denver. Gabriel Landeskog scores the overtime winner on Martin Jones to send the series to seven. And Connor's amazing call of uh, knows the way to San Jose. Was that that game? It was a madhouse. It was a fucking madhouse, bro. I was there too. It was awesome. By the way, $800 for tickets right now. Are you fucking kidding me? And that's for like (sighs) top, 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 top. top. Yes, it's not even SRO. Lower bowl is going for like two G's. Dude, people are paying for their entire season ticket packages for the next three years with the money they're making right now. It's insanity. But yeah. But I mean, you know, Stanley Cup, big money. Exactly. But I see a lot of people get to, you know, pack the can that usually don't pack the can, I guess. So, yeah. Um, and, and I think you know where I'm going with this, by the way, with Gabriel Anixog's goal. Who was the guy who put the puck on net? Kale Makar. And if you watch those two goals side by side, take away the deflection part of it from Arturi Lekin, it's the exact same goal. I'm, I'm not shitting you. Go back and watch it. Puck gets up to the point. It was uh, McKinnon who fed it up to the point in 19 and obviously off of a face-off win this year. Puck gets to the net from Makar. Makar kept it... Uh, Low on the on the first one on the on the one in nineteen, and obviously he got it elevated for Arturi to tip down, recollect the puck. But 
both of them from the same side of the ice, a left-handed shot, both of them finished the puck. I, I mean, I was watching, I was like, why does this look so familiar? And then I found it. And it was just it, it, one of those weird things where you, you don't, you, you don't recognize it until you see it again. And you go, I got it. I missed that. And that's really fucking like a mini deja vu almost. Where they both, you know, big Landis guard twice too. Like, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just the, the amount of hype that is behind this right now. I mean, you've got a team going for their third. You've got a very, you know, a powerhouse here going for their, for their first in a while. Um, third overall. So it'll be, like I, I'm, I'm excited. Um, it's gonna be just one of those series that I hope people that don't watch hockey too often watch because it's going to be good. Dude, I have a coworker of mine who said I don't really watch hockey, but I've really got into the Avs series. I started betting on it because he could bet on it. Okay. I started feeding him fucking. <laughs> you know, if you if you're if you're an OG of this podcast, man, you know we love our lines, man. You you yep. know we love our lines. I told him over. before game five, take the under if it's at five goals. Anything five or above, take the under. And it was four, it was fucking three one. I told him to take the under and he didn't. Game six comes around last night. He's like, he's like hey man, here, here's the, I don't remember what the line was. He, he's like, uh, the line said here. And I was like, dude, it's going to be under. Game, elimination games are a lot tighter. Mm-hmm. It's going to hit the under. I guarantee it. Sure shit. Look at that. So oh, wow. it's weird, but um Tampa Bay out of their forward four, they have out of their top nine players, they have six of them who they drafted. They're their top nine forwards. Um only one defenseman is a draft pick of theirs who's who's playing regularly. Cal foot is another one of theirs who they drafted. Um, hmm. but, uh, it, it's, it's primarily their, their defense was primarily acquired, acquired in trades and, uh, signed to signed in the off season and what have you. Um, and then obviously Vasilevsky was taken 12th overall or 19th overall in 2012. And he, he might be the steal of that, of, of that fucking draft class at 12 overall. When, yeah. when, when, when all said and done, He's a two-time Stanley Cup champion at 27. He's making almost $10 million a year until 2028. I mean, Tampa found their fucking goaltender. But um, their, their top line of Palat, Steven Stamkos, and Nikita Kucherov all have played in 17 games and have a combined uh, 54 points through 17 games. Um, you, you, you can basically count on that line for at least point per night, sometimes even more than that. Um, but, yeah. but the, but the thing that scares, in, Oh, go ahead. So before we get into that real quick question for you, mm-hmm. do you think, because I've heard kind of rumblings, uh, from Tampa Bay, do you think Braden point sees the ice game one and is healthy? Good to go. Because that might shuffle that line potentially. If he's healthy, um, 
he he's only gotten four points in seven games. He got hurt in game seven against uh, the Leafs. Yeah. If he's if he's healthy, I think if anything, he slots back into a uh, second line left wing in spot of, in in place of Kalorn. Um Okay. And then you just keep the uh, and the and you, Stamkos. Yeah, and and, and you move Kalorn. Riley Nash off of off of a uh, off the fourth line and move Corey Perry back down to the fourth line. Um, I I think is the only natural way you go about it. Um, Hagel Hagel's been really good. He could possibly slide down to three. Uh, if if needed to to open up that spot for Braden Point, but if Braden Point's healthy enough to play, it, it's kind of the same thing as Nazem Kadri, man. If, if he's healthy enough to play, you gotta play him. You have to yeah. at this point in the year. Yeah, and you know, good news on the Avs front as far as that goes. Uh, hopefully, you know, but uh, you know, Kadri and and Cogliano hopefully will be semi ready. Or like later on in the series, it won't be. I don't think it'll be like a game one or anything like that. But well, well, Benzie hasn't ruled him out for game one yet either. So yeah, let's keep at him. But yeah, Benzie gonna Benzie. And if I keep swearing my words, guys, sorry, I'm drinking whiskey tonight. <laughs> it's one of those. It's just been one of those days, man. Um, Feel that. So I'm basically here's your top. Here's your top line matchup. Pilat. Stamkos Kucherov against Landeskog, McKinnon, Nichushkin. Um, in in my opinion, that's it. It's kind of a wash for me. If anything, the needle goes toward Tampa Bay. It, I, I had the exact same opinion with Edmonton, Drysaitel, McDavid. And at the time of Vander Kane, they it, it was close to a wash. But anything, if anything, it was more more the other way. Unfortunately, um, the you you have to factor in the experience side of it. Yeah, you have to factor in the playmaking ability of Steven Stamkos, even at um, at, at thirty two. How how well he still moves with the puck. Um, you. Typically, you guys you see around that age aren't moving that well. Um, I, I.e. Patrick Maroon, P.E.B., um, Corey Perry, for that matter. I, o- overall, it's, I, I, I give the edge on top line to Tampa. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. Um, and just for the fact that they've been there before, it's the biggest stage. We have to... I mean, you know, if we were playing the Rangers, it's Avs. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised Avs would sweep, to be honest. Avs in four or five. But, you know, we're not talking about that. We get the lightning. The big bad lightning. Um, but yeah, just just because of that experience, like you were saying, with Palat, man, kicked it up to another level this playoffs. It is easy to see. I had that dude on my fantasy team. I wish he played like this for me all year. Like, um, but you know, they, they know what it takes mentally. Um, get to see an old friend in PEB. You called it, by the way. I wanted to eat a coal, but I will eat crow for myself and the Carolina Hurricanes. But yeah, you know, old friends, Corey Perry, nice to see you again. 
Um, Ran- fun fact, I saw this today on Sportsnet's Twitter. Corey Perry is the first player since Marion Hosa to make the Stanley Cup Finals in three consecutive years with three different teams. Dallas, Montreal, and now Tampa. It's one of those, uh, one of those dudes, like a, like a Pat Maroon, just like lives in the cup, essentially. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how, but... Um, but yeah, just, just because of that fact, though, and that they've been there before, you know, slight edge to Tampa. Talent-wise, it's pretty, it's pretty even. Um, I mean, you know, if, if, if all was right in the Avalanche's world, I would, I would love to see Miko back up on that first line, but uh, with him being 2C, potentially still, um, you know, that's the only way I think I would give that Absalom the, the advantage is if Rantanen comes back onto it. With, with Miko on the top line, the, those overall points in less games played are actually a lot closer. So uh, again, if, if everything was right in the world, we got Miko and we got Kadri, you're, you're absolutely right. It's, it's, probably, it's probably a fucking dead even wash. It's dead even maybe tilting Colorado. No Nazem Kadri, no Miko Rantanen on the first line. Edge is Tampa. I'm going to be curious to see, too, just how, um, and I know we're not even talking about, like, third or fourth line yet, but it's, there's going to be some interesting matchups, man. Uh, some really, really juicy stuff. Well, well, well here's the thing, right? Here, here's exactly how TNT broke it down, so here's how we're going to break it down. Top line, complete forward core after that, okay? Complete forward core, Colorado. And, yeah. and, and that's not, that, there, there's no homering here on this one. I mean, look, we just gave fucking Tampa the edge on top line. There, there's, there's no way that anybody out there is going to say, oh, they're homering. Oh, you, you know, there, there's, there's no way at this point. The, the fact of the matter is Colorado's depth has been elite all playoffs long, right? Tampa Bay, outside of their, their top guys, it's really been neither, no one north of eight points and there's two of them. It's, it's Ross Colton and Corey Perry. Nick, Nick Paul's got seven. Um, after that, Brandon Hagel's got five on the second line. Sorelli's got five on, on second line. Corn's got four. Uh, aforementioned Braden points got four. Patrick Maroon's got four. PEB has three. And for Colorado, Arturi Lekin has got 11 points. Miko Ranton in 17. Valerian Nachushkin, nine. Um, Andre Burkowski, five. Nazem Kadri's got 14. Uh, Nico Sturm's got a point, and he hasn't played much outside of that. Uh, Sam Gerrard has three. He's obviously out for the, for the, uh, for the series. Um, JT Confer's got seven points, which is mind-boggling wow. still. Yeah. Um, Alex Newhook's got two. Um, Cogs, Helm, and O'Connor all have three points. The only guy without a point? Nicholas Obey-Kubel. My opinion, that's it's it, 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 it's Colorado for, for overall forwards and, and depth forwards. Yeah, um, I mean, especially with the way that they've been playing, uh, just as a unit, as a whole, that top nine. I mean, it's 
the amount of pressure they put on teams. And I gotta say, Tampa Bay does a good job at doing what the Avs have done uh, recently, especially uh, to where if they get down, like they're coming right back. Um, you know, they they know how to flip that switch, just like the Avs do, uh, in in my opinion. Um, and yeah, top nine. Definitely, definitely advantage Avs. Um, I mean, the the pace that they've been playing with from four to three to two to one is insane. Um, there's been like some people out of Tampa Bay saying, you know, Colorado hasn't faced a goalie like Vasilevsky this playoff run. I'll give them that we haven't. But we've shown what we do to teams like that, you know, aren't like that. We have two sweeps. Uh, it's not hard to see. But Vasilevsky, you know, the counterpoint to that would be Tampa has not faced a team in the East that puts as much pressure on you or shots, like, as the apps, in my opinion. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see it all shake out. Uh, Who's your edge go-to? Edge goes to the abs, in my opinion. Um, especially with, you know, potentially getting a, a Kadri back. Maybe a Cogliano. I don't know. Stern did okay filling in that fourth line. Um, But it's just kind of, yeah, I'm excited to see it, honestly, um, because it is two very different, you know, stylistically, as you were kind of alluding to, two completely different teams. Tampa's one of those, you know, cycle, cycle. We will continue to cycle, basically. Um, and they're very, like, we were talking about it a little bit, on just one of the spaces a while back. I can't remember which one it was. But they're almost like a scarier version of that Dallas team we saw. To where they can just defensively shut you down. And I'm hoping it's one of those things where it's just going to be an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. We'll see, we'll see what happens. But um, for the forward core, at least, yeah. Uh, slight advantage abs. So we're we're one one right now. We are one apiece. Um, defensively, uh, obviously, Victor Hedman is in a class of his own. I don't know what his health is. I saw him leave Game Six. I don't know if he returned. I I don't. You can probably fill me in on that. I have no idea. So he he did leave. Um, they're saying they're saying that. Uh, he should be good to go. Um, just one of those injuries that you shake off. You know, granted, these are hockey players. So uh, we did, you know, uh, we beat a, a one-legged um, Leon Dreisaitl, basically. So you don't really know how bad that could be. But um, from what they were saying, they don't think it's too, too bad. Uh, I think it was like a blocked shot, I think. I, I, I could have sworn he got clipped high by Lafreniere. Um, I think is what sent him down the tunnel. 
Um, so, I mean, you, you obviously have Hedman, right? And you have Jan yeah. Ruda who plays with him. Um, Ryan McDonough, he's still in the league. Um, Eric Chernak, Sergachev, Bogosian. By the, by the way, Zach Bogosian, former, number, former first overall pick for the Atlanta Thrashers. Forgot about that. Um, and obviously for Colorado, Taves and McCarr, Johnson Manson, and then Byron Johnson. Um, uh, <laughs> I, dude, the first pairing, it's obviously Colorado. Quite, quite on. It, it's just, it's so obviously them. Um, I, I didn't get to watch much of Hedman versus Matthews. I, I don't, I feel like I didn't, I, I didn't take the time to watch it is probably part of the problem. Um, and I, if I would have seen how he played Matthews, it would have maybe changed my opinion on, on this a little bit, just seeing how Taves and McCarr played against, um, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Evander Kane, Zach Hyman, um, everybody across the board there. Uh, I, I, I mean, really it's, it, it's one of those ones where, um, you, you, you have to give that that top pairing edge to the Avs if, if not for points alone right with 22 and 13 for Makar and Taves respect, respectively against the 14-3 for uh, Edmund Ruda I, I, I mean just from what we've seen it, it's, it's more of a who's going to play against the top guys and how are they going to sustain their, their overall output in this series. And for me, for my money, Taves and Makar are going to log a ton of minutes against that Stamkos plot Kucherov line. And then it's going to be up to Byram and Johnson. Assuming when we go back to Tampa and we don't have last change, trying to get Byram and Johnson out there against Stamkos and Kucherov as much as humanly possible. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, to... To Edmund's credit, I mean, you know, great, fantastic defenseman. Um, but alluding to what Jared was saying, you know, he Hedman's in a class of his own. Um, we will give him that. He's great at what he does. You know, obviously, he's won back-to-back cups. Um, but Makar's in, like, I would say a class above that. Uh, this run's proven it. We've talked about it. There's a reason why both of us were just no brainsville when we were talking about our first star of the series for edmonton he's an elite two-way defenseman like best of the best in my opinion um his name's already being thrown in with guys like bobby Orr, and he's not even 25. like that's insane to me um and taves to his credit you know, I'd like to see him have, um, he meshes really well with Makar in that top pairing just because they stylistically, uh, Taves is, you know, humble enough to let Kale do what he does best because your top line is operating at its best when your best players are doing their best things. Um, Taves is completely okay with being, you know, that tertiary option for scoring or, or points just in general. Um, and just elite shutdown capabilities, like you were talking about. We saw it with Edmondson. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, you know, 
Tampa Bay's defensive core, it's it's one that Colorado we haven't faced a defense like this uh, this playoffs. They're extremely deep. Um, I mean, you've got Sergachev on your on your third pairing. That's insane to me. Um, but I think they're up for the challenge. Uh, there was actually a Tampa Bay fan that was was talking some puck with us uh, yesterday for the uh, closeout of that game seven. But he his six, big thing was or yeah, game six. Uh, he he was. Don't wish about, you went seven though. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been great. Um, but he was talking about how it's like, well, you know, Colorado hasn't faced a defense like Tampa Bay, so I'm like, I'll give you that. We haven't. Um, we really haven't. But uh, you know, I brought up McCarr and Taves. That you know, that top pairing is going to be, uh, you know, big time, momentous, if you will. Uh, with the amount of impact they could do, you know, positively and negatively. And you've seen them show out this run. Uh, you really have. Um, when it comes down to it, like, yeah, all the defenses we faced in the West, we can't compare. But at the same time, like, we're standing on a little mountaintop defensively on the blue line looking down at everyone else in the West. It wasn't, you know, uh, it wasn't really like you you knew Colorado's blue line was going to be a crucial factor in in carrying them. Um, so. But just with the impact that we've seen McCarr have and Taves, um, and I gotta say too, man, just with everything that Bo Byron has been through this year, um, from, you know, I mean, hell, since he's been in the league, uh, he's had it, he's had it tough, and uh, I mean, this it, it it culminated in him basically taking a, a break from hockey this year, and. To see what he's doing now on this team, filling in that Gerard spot, this kid's gonna be big time, man. Um, I think he's, you know, him, Manson, all those guys, they'll step up to that challenge just as much as Tampa Bay's guys will. Who who has the edge on the defensive side for you? pairing it's too heavy just because of that slight slight advantage to Colorado stylistically overall advantage Tampa Bay they've been there that defense knows how to get it done if you include Vasilevsky in that defense it's a whole nother box like yeah we won't even but yeah, but it's close. It's 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 it's, it's interesting to me because um, I, I I fully expected you to say Colorado overall defensively, um, as well as top line, which I'm I'm with you top line as well. Um, and it, it should be noted, right? Tampa Bay's 
defense is a mix. It's literally the perfect hybrid of uh, young and young and old. Um, every one of their defenders are over six one. Everyone's over two uh, two hundred pounds, and they all can move. They all can shoot. They all can skate. I mean, Victor Hedman's shot is fucking lethal. Um, Kale McCarr the exact same way. Kale McCarr's just shifty, and if, if he gets free, you're lying on the center to step because if he blows that winger out of the water, then they're screwed. Um, but the the thing we've seen with Bednar is Bednar's not going to shy away on home ice from matching his top line against their top line. He doesn't care. He he will put his top line out against anyone's top line. That's the way he looks at it, and honestly, it's the right move. Um, overall, defensively, I I am going to have to go with Colorado just on the fact of the 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 depth of the production of that of of the bottom four defensemen uh jack johnson manson byram and eric johnson uh combining for uh 18 points is um it it's just it's it's what you make, don't really expect from your defensemen um yes jack johnson has been exposed a few times Absolutely. Uh, Josh Manson has had some horrible luck on his side a couple times as well. But uh, for me, I mean, overall defensive edge has to, for me, goes goes to Colorado 100% of the way. Um, Goaltending. And I don't think either of us are going to disagree on this. Andre Vasilevsky has started all 17 games for Tampa, 12 and 5 record, 227 goals against and a 928 save percentage. He he's he is exactly what his fucking nickname is. He's the big cat. And he he shows up in big time games to start closing shit out. Um Colorado has filtered back and forth between uh a not very healthy Darcy Kemper, uh, who has played in 10 games, and Pavel Francos, who has played in six. Uh, they have overlapped because Colorado has only played 14 games in total. Um, Darcy Kemper holds a 6-2 record with a 265 goals against and an 897 save percentage. And then uh, Pavel Francos with a 6-0 record, 287 and 906. Um, most of Frankie's games came against a very, very high-powered uh, Oilers team. He also did post a shutout in there as well against that high that high powered Oilers team. Joel, I have a feeling, like I said, man, I have a feeling you and I are going to be on the exact same page with this. Uh, goal goaltending is a strength and a weakness for Colorado, but for but for Tampa Bay, it's just a strength. Yes. One hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, and and like I said, I did not want to see that version of Vasilevsky this playoffs. I was like, you know what, this is cool. Like, let's you know, let's hope Tampa Bay can uh, get like Game Seven against the Leafs or something. Would be hilarious. But nope, he started to go off, and yeah, he is rounding into form beautifully. Um. And, you know, six-game series. He 
he looked good. Um, when it mattered, he looked really good. And it frightens me to a point. To a point. My main question for Vasilevsky is, as, is, is has he been tested? Like, th- really thoroughly tested his run? I don't know. I don't know that he has. But you, you can make the exact same argument for Darcy Kemp from Pablo Francois, right? Because yes. the, the guy who came in the spaces yesterday, he's absolutely right. Colorado has not been tested. I don't, I firmly agree with that. Colorado really has not been tested with the likes of a goaltender like a uh, Andre Vasilevsky. He, he's, he's in a class all of his own. Yes, Colorado went 2-0 against Tampa. One of those was a six-round shootout in Tampa Bay. Whatever. Okay. I, it's one of those, this is going to be one of those series that no matter what, goaltending is going to win this series, which isn't going to be the case in a lot of series. It was not the case in Colorado Edmonton. Not, not at all. It wasn't the case in Colorado St. Louis. Well, Colorado St. Louis, St. Louis's goaltending lost in that series in all honesty. And for the, the Nashville series, I mean, it was just Colorado outplaying a team that really is outside of its prime window at this point. It's, it's just the way it is. Colorado being, has been tested, not in the slightest, especially not with the quality goaltending that Andre Vasilevsky has proven he can put up in the last three postseasons. The only thing I worry about for Tampa on that end, they aren't used to giving up a lot of shots. Colorado is putting up 40 shots a night, essentially, at this point, especially during that Edmonton series. Um, I, I believe four of those eight wins where they've scored, where they put 40 more shots on goal came in that Edmonton series. So can Vasilevsky keep up with going up, down, up, down with, as a 6'3 goaltender? And if, if push comes to shove, can they rely on Brian Elliott to come in and give Vasilevsky a break? And, and I, don't, I don't think he can. Brian Elliott's way, way out of his prime as well. He's just kind of a, a throw-in guy. He's, leaking, he's making league minimum on a 35-plus deal. I mean, I, I don't think in any, in any world does John Cooper go to Brian Elliott. I think he proved that when Vasky was getting blown up in Game 1 of the Rangers series. And I, I, I just, every ounce of me believes goaltending goes to Tampa Bay. And we're split at two-two for the without getting into the special teams, and we're, we're, it's just it's a it's it's the most even series I think we could have gotten. So yes, um, so to to say that that Colorado hasn't been tested, and we're both going to clear this up, uh, does not mean this team hasn't been through adversity this playoffs. Um, you had to start two goaltenders to get to where you are. To me, that's an advantage, Colorado. Just with the fact that, you know, you can throw... I mean, if it comes down to it, it's going to be a chess match. These teams are basically pretty even, you know, essentially. Um, my one question is, is, is like, like you were saying... Vasilevsky, obviously, you know what you're going to get with him. He is just one of those guys that takes it to another level. 
and um you know if if not for uh Shesty's just banner of a year and potential part winning year in my opinion uh it should go to him but regular season award who cares um you know it's the fact that Bednar can employ two quality goaltenders and they have proven to you that they have been at least startable throughout your run advantage Colorado in that aspect but overall it's Vasilevsky um 100%. And and I'm going to disagree with you 100%. I don't think Colorado starting two goaltenders is any sort of adversity that they've faced. I if anything, I think that shows the biggest weakness of Colorado's team. Um it, it, regardless of if Kemper got hurt or whatever, Kemper was trending down. He was. He he wasn't playing well. Uh the eye injury, while extremely unfortunate, it was definitely one of those ones where it's you, you have to put in Francois, and did he come in and make a few clutch saves? Absolutely. And did he absolutely steal a game in Denver in Game 2 against Edmonton? Yes. But if anything, it kind of reared its ugly head of, oh shit, we're still in this problem with Colorado. It's the same problem we've had since Patrick Wall left. We do not have that true goal, that true number one goaltender. And if, like, we said, like we said in the last podcast, man, if if Frankie's healthy, or if Frankie, if Kemper's healthy, you start Kemper. You do. You, 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 you got rid of some assets to get him, for him to be the number one. You, you start him. And yes, if he falters, you do have someone like, like Pavel to fall back on. And that, that, that's 100% great. But in my opinion, man, this is the biggest weakness for Colorado. The biggest. And if... If Kemper does come back and play, and he's only 90%, and you have 100% Frankie, and you're still rolling Kemper, it's, it's not going to be good enough. Because you have to come out. If you drop one, here's the thing. You drop game one or two in Colorado. That just puts a fuckload of confidence into Tampa Bay. Because Tampa Bay can win on the road. They know how to win on the road. Colorado hasn't lost on the road. What happens when Colorado loses in Tampa Bay? It's going to happen. I'm, I'm not going to play this facade of Colorado's not going to lose in Tampa Bay. They're going to fucking lose in Tampa Bay. I don't care if it's game three, game four, game six. They are going to lose in Tampa. That is the toughest building to win in hockey right now. 100%. I don't care how loud Ball Arena is, and we, we will both test. We are part of that Ball Arena faithful. We are loud. We are fucking crazy. That third deck is an absolute party zone, and it is loud for 60 minutes a night. Flat out. Tampa Bay's barn just as loud they pack 20k in that bitch and it is loud I they are 100% going to win the goaltending battle but it's going to come down to how how can Colorado mitigate those issues because Tampa Bay puts 30 shots on goal a night if they put 30 on a night they're going to score five or six goals just based off the track record of our two goalies right now that's just the way it is and it sucks that it, it's, it's the reality, unfortunately, and it sucks. But do I think that that's the adversity? No, I think the adversity is losing Nazem Kadri and having to lose your two C for the last 
game and two thirds of the Edmonton series. Well, really, two games if you count in the overtime of game four. Time-wise, it pretty much matches up perfectly. And the, the only good thing for Colorado is that they know how to play from behind. They know how to play with a lead. They, it's not very good. Don't get me wrong. They, they really, they, they get up by three or four goals. They just kind of fucking sit back, and which just pisses all of us off to no end. But in, in my opinion, man, that's not the adversity. The adversity was Kadri. I, you, you know me. I, I don't, I don't want to jump your case on a lot of shit, <laughs> but man, that's, that's just, it's a tough one for me to wrap my head around saying that losing Kemper to an eye injury was probably the adversity of this, of, of, of the run for the abs at the moment. So, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, when I was talking injuries to, to the goalies, that adversity I was talking about was as a whole. Um, that kind of includes Kadri. So, uh, yeah, like for me, that, that is. Then that let is me get off my soapbox. Hey, no, no worries. You're good. Um, but. Man, it's going to be a treat. Like, it's going to be just a treat of a matchup, I think. The, the one thing that I will bring up, just watching uh, Tampa Bay and New York play, is uh, Tampa Bay will never, ever have a stat line in the second period about seven minutes left, Jared. They had outshot on shot attempts the Rangers twenty-eight to six. That will not happen against this Avs team. You can bet your ass it will not happen with this Avs team. Um, like I don't know, call it you know Tampa Bay. They they played a, a very good game of puck possession that game. Um, they limited New York's chances, and the only way New York had a chance was on the power play, as it had been kind of all series for them. But the Avs aren't aren't the Rangers, man. Like this is going to it's going to be a dogfight. It's going six or seven. Um, in my opinion, like I see, you know, idiot fans on both sides. Tampa and four. Tampa and five. Avs and five. Shut up. Absent four, nope. Not even close. Um, I'm with Jared 100% and where I think this will be knotted up after game four. It'll probably be twos. Going into a pivotal, pivotal game five. Which I'm sure you, me, and the fucking boys are going to be watching that at wherever the fuck our thing is at that night. And And if we're not, I guarantee you we are up at Tivoli at the watch party. In, in downtown Denver, a hundred percent. Reverse retro. Oh, oh hell yeah, dude! Oh no shot. Like, and but there, there's two more pieces I want to jump. I want to. I'm, I'm going to lump them into one. Okay. Special teams. Um. Tampa Bay, uh, has given. I had to pull back up again. Jesus Christ. Tampa Bay has given up eight power play goals and they've scored a shorty. They've scored 12 power play goals and given up two shorthanded goals. Um, Colorado has scored 
12 power play goals and not giving up a shorty and they've scored a shorty and give and given up uh eight power play goals against now keep in mind these are two different sample sizes with tampa playing 17 games and colorado playing 14 um i in in my opinion special teams is a wash here if anything penalty kill maybe goes a little bit toward tampa and power play goes toward colorado and we need to preface this now this is the fucking stanley cup finals the ticky tack shit is not going to get called everybody needs to get off their shit now and say this is not going to get called because in these kind of games it's going to be exactly what you expect two penalties aside a night not a goddamn thing in overtime unless it's a high stick or a delay of game or a penalty shot. Good luck calling anything else at that point. Because it's just, it's it, not going to happen. If it's egregious, they're calling it. Um, but that's it. There, there's nothing else the, they're calling. Yeah. Everything else, throw it out the window. This is it. Like, it's the big ticket. The big Lebowski. Uh, the show. The, the cross checks in the back, they're probably going to let a lot of that go. And I guarantee you, you're going to see Wes McCauley almost every single night. You're going to see Wes. You're going to see Kelly Sutherland. You see those two guys making the decisions every night. I, I haven't checked scouting the rest to see who got selected yet. Um, I don't know if it's been announced who's been selected yet. But it's you're, you're going to see the best guys in the league. And in, in, that, in my opinion, that's Kelly Sutherland and that's Wes McCauley. Those are going to be your two guys you're going to see every single night in the stripes. Yeah, and... Curious to to hear your thoughts on this. Does the extra day between game one and two throw you off a little bit? Because it's like schedule starts fifteenth, right? You get game two the eighteenth, when typically you're seeing seventeenth, and then it goes from there. So curious to to hear if if you think that affects them at all, like rhythm wise, because I mean. You and I both know, you know, as uh, as as athletes, you know, former athletes, and on that uh, more competitive stage, it can. I don't know. There's something to a team's rhythm. I I don't think per se that it's going to affect the rhythm as as much as we're making it out to be. I mean, Colorado's been off for the last what six seven days. Um, I I don't remember when. Game four was to be completely honest with you. I have no idea. Um, it, it's been a fucking blur since then. I think it was last Monday, wasn't it? Monday night. I think it was when their last the last game was. It sounds right to me. Um, I I was gonna say Sunday or Monday. Um, it was Monday because I was playing men's league. That's what it was. Um, so it was Monday night, and so I mean they've been off for six days already. By the time game game one rolls around they will have been off for 10 straight days i i don't think an additional day in there's going to really do anything except for maybe throw off tampa bay's rhythm i, I think is primarily what it's going to do and it's just going to give colorado's legs more time to rest before you get back into the boom 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 because tampa's not going to be operating off a ton of rest and, and like we said like we said this entire playoffs the the cup fatigue has to be arriving at some point right this has been a ton of hockey in the last three years for tampa bay 
deep playoff run in the bubble, deep playoff run last year against Montreal, and now another deep playoff run this year with a with a game seven, a four game sweep against Florida, and now six games against New York. All very quality opponents, all very quality goaltenders. And the it's it's not it's not for lack of Tampa Bay scoring goals. It's really not. It's those other goaltenders outdueling them. Again, this is this is the common theme you're going to see through every one of these games. Who is going to win the goaltending battle? As as for the rest, and and throwing off the the rhythm, I don't think it throws off any rhythm. Yes, rhythm is important, but I mean Bednar's been doing exactly what he said he was going to do: skate for two days, give him a day off; skate for two days, give him a day off. So they're they're still in that. In, in that motion, in that in that mindset of playing games, but they're not they're they're not losing that step. I mean, obviously, yes, practice is completely different from a game. We can everybody can agree on that. Overall, though, I don't know how much it affects them. I, I think if anything, that helps Colorado and hurts Tampa. But don't be surprised if Tampa Bay comes out, pops Colorado in the mouth, and takes Game One. Yeah, I, I mean, you saw it kind of with. Uh, what New York did to Tampa. Um, you know, that same thing. Them, them coming off a seven-game series, Tampa's coming off a sweep. What happens first two games? But, uh, Avs practice today. You've got Kemper, Frankie, and Ananen as your three. Uh, your guys in black jerseys today. Taves, McCarr, Johnson, Johnson, McDermott, Murray, Manson, Byram, the expected. White jerseys. Megna, Abe Cabell, Newhook, McDonald. Gray jerseys, Helm, Sturman, O'Connor. That super, super key line, I think, is going to be just like that line has to produce. Uh-oh. Burgundy, Lekkonen, Comfort, Rantanen, and Blue Line, Landy, Mack, and Nuke. I, I think the interesting one here is that you, you have McDonald in there with the, with, with, with the white sweaters. Hmm. I, I wonder... Is that a guy that you're going to slot in for an Audrey and an Andrew Cogliano? But instead of, well, no, I think you'd still play McDonald on the fourth line. Honestly, he he's that versatile guy. He can play defense. He can play forward. He is a better Curtis McDermott, and I I think Joe Sackick is starting to see that. I mean, granted, they just extended McDermott in the year. Whatever. Okay, I I don't. He's not a guy for me. I don't care. Okay, and. I, I think what he's preparing is not to have Kadri, not to have Cogs for at least game one, if not game two. They both skated this morning without sticks in their hands, so they're still staying at a, a game shape as much as they can be. And they were in full gear. They had gloves on and everything. Obviously, we don't get to see their hands. I mean, we weren't at uh, Family Sports watching the practice. But, or sorry, they were at Ball Arena today. Um, we, we weren't there to watch it, but um, Bednar has not ruled them out yet. I, I don't, the thing I don't want 
Betsy to do here. I don't want him to push Kadri to get back in the lineup. I don't want him to push Cogliano to get back in the lineup. They're pushing themselves already. If they say they're ready, doctors say they're ready, give them a day and then put them back in. That, that's what I want to see personally. Because then you know for sure they're healthy. And you know you're getting their best effort. Because you see what happens when you have a 70% player. Leon Dreisaitl is 70%. One of the best scorers in the world was effectively nothing in that series. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what, that's what this series comes down to, man. In my opinion. So, Rolling into the X Factor part of the show. That is my number one X Factor. Is the effectiveness of getting your full lineup back if you're Colorado. Kadri, Cogliano. Change those two lines, in my opinion. Um... You get Miko going back up with the ones, um, or maybe you just you you leave it as is with new guy. I don't know. Um, my point is, is you just add more depth, and you're going to need it in a series like this. You really are. Um, our march through the West was a proverbial cakewalk compared to what we are about to face. I don't know if a lot of fans know that or can see that. But it's going to be a dogfight, uh, like, we, like we've been saying all night. Um, but my number one X factor is, you know, and you're talking like maybe a game three, four, five, you know, potentially on the road or coming back. If they are good to go and saying, hey, like, let's, you know, we're 100, 110%, let's get out there. How effective can they be off some time off? If they are. That bodes well for Colorado. But uh, curious to hear your, uh, your X-Factors as well. I have one X-Factor and one X-Factor only. Limit the shots on goal. That's it. Keep as much work off of Kemper and off of Francois, whoever we get. Keep as much work off of them as humanly possible. You do not want this to turn into a goaltending duel, because you're going to lose that. Yes, Frankie started to look good. Fine. Did he give up some fucking softies in Game 4 against Edmonton? Yeah, he did. Game 3, same deal. Let's call, let's call a spade a spade real quick. The Avs do a, did a fantastic job of protecting Frankie. That's but, they, but they don't do that for Kemper. That's the problem yep. here. They need to do it for both fucking goaltenders. Yeah. If they yeah. don't, we're back in this fucking situation again. It's, it's Why like is it different for the other goalie? It's, 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 it's across every sport, dude. It doesn't matter. If, I'm, I'm not going to use names because we both knew who our goalies were in high school, right? If, if that backup went, you saw it in, in 2010. That backup came in in the semifinals. Complete. The, the coach, again, not using names. The coach changed the style 100%. And, and that back four changed their style as well. That, that's, I mean, look at it. There, there's no reason that team only wins one nothing in a state championship game. There's no reason. 
That team wins with, with everything going the way it should be. That team wins 3 nothing, and it's a rout 100% of the time. It's every sport. Your backup comes in, you're like, oh shit, I need to play better defensively. That's not the case. It needs to be the case with your starter 100% of the time. I don't know why, as athletes, we fall into this trap and this mindset of, oh, our goalie, our number one's our best. We can probably play a little more relaxed against him. That, that's, that's just not the case. We can't do that. You need to be playing alarm bells, like five alarm bells hitting type thing. Um, they play super well. Like you said, you know, Frankie comes in. Like, oh, like, you know, protect Frankie. Like, we will die for that man. Like, I see, you know, I mean, to Landis Gog's credit, he's been doing it all playoffs. But, you know, there's a little bit more of a, like, we will bleed for you before that puck gets to you. And you're right. You don't see it with Kemper. It's annoying because you think what this team would look like if you know that were the case and you know Kemper and you know it's not like a slight to Kemper in in any means I mean he had the sixth best save percentage this year in the league he's a great tender it's just Vasilevsky's better he's a he's a step above he's like me comparing Makar to Hedman I get that's the best way to look at it. He's just a step above. Uh, how many games do you think it goes? I want to hear your answer first. I'm not even going to lie to you. Because I have Vegas pulled up on this computer screen. And it's going to shock you. In a good way, bad way? 50-50. Ish. My... Official prediction. Abs in six. Get a little bit of everything. I do think it's going to be tied 2-2 after the two homestands. But after that, I think you're going to see Colorado, a motivated Colorado win game five, and then a motivated Colorado steal game six on the road, similar to what Tampa Bay did to New York. Colorado has clinched every one of their series on the road. A winning game six would not shock. Um, currently, Vegas has Colorado winning the series four to one as its most profitable bet. Um, there, there are obvious reasoning. They've lost two games in the entire postseason. And they're undefeated on the road. Uh, like I said. It's not going to happen. They're going to drop one or two on the road at a minimum. Um, this is not one of those that ends in Tampa Bay. This is one of those that ends in Colorado. And it's not in five. It's in seven. These are, two, these are the two best teams for a reason. They, they are. Uh, there, there's no other way to slice it except for these are the two best teams. Yes, Tampa did not win the Eastern Conference regular season trophy. Congrats, Florida. You got swept by Tampa. Deuces. Colorado won the West twice. And now they have a chance to put up or shut up. It's going to take seven. There's going to be two or three overtime games. It's, and, and I said it to, I, I, I said it to Sierra, I think a day or two ago. It's, it's not going to be one of those series of run, 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 run. It's going to be a series of not too high, not too low. It, it has to be. 
you're going to get beat up by Tampa. You are. 100% you're going you're gonna to have the shit kicked out of you by the second, third, and fourth line. Comfort's got to be ready for that. Newhook's got to be ready for that. Uh, Sturm, Lekkinen's got to be ready for that too. Uh, I, th- this is 100% their toughest test. This is. Colorado has not won a closeout game on home ice either. They had a chance against St. Louis. Couldn't do it. Squandered a lead late. Mac hat trick wasted. This series goes seven. Two or three overtime games. I think game two is an overtime game. Game three in Tampa goes to OT. Game six in Tampa goes to OT with Tampa winning game six to send it back to Colorado for seven. Um, I do think Colorado's up 3-2 going to Tampa. But it's... I, I, I think they split in Denver. They split in Tampa through four games. And then they... And then Colorado wins at home. Tampa wins at home. And then it's an absolute fucking crapshoot. All right. This is going to be... I, I'm not shitting you. This is going to be the best Stanley Cup Finals we have seen since Detroit-Pittsburgh. It is that kind of a series. It's a damn good series. I can think it back to that damn good series. Both, both sets of those series were phenomenal. Back-to-back iterations of that series were awesome. Yeah. This is going to be on par with that. This, has, this is not going to be like last year. This is not going to be like the bubble. This is not going to be uh, Vegas-Washington. This is, this is not going to be Pittsburgh-Nashville. This isn't going to be Pittsburgh-San Jose. This is legitimately, and this, there's some homerism to it. If you want to say it is, fine, whatever. This series will be the best series since before the lockout of 13-14. Or 12-13, sorry. 12-13 lockout. This will be the best series pre-12-13 lockout. Mark my words. Put it down. Throw it on Twitter. Hang it on your wall. And then put it in Louvier when I'm right. Yeah. Um... And it's just going to be, it's, it's going to be huge. Um, we're, we're super excited for it. Uh, just, yeah, still kind of unsure how to feel, you know, it took me a week, processed it, still processing a little bit, but, um, yeah, it's going to be, there, there is, there is no way to feel honestly, the, the, the feeling is stress. Yeah. It's going to be stress for two weeks. That, that's all it's going to be. It's, it's, the same, it's the same feeling you get when the playoffs enter, and it gets magnified to this extreme when the finals start. And for the younger fans who are getting into hockey now, this is going to grow the game in Colorado. This is. It grew the game in Tampa immensely. Tampa has the most hockey players, new hockey players in the United States. Makes and that's sense. Tampa Bay Area. It's easy to see why. It makes sense. They're uh, the champions. 
either way, it's gonna be a fun two weeks. Yeah. It, it, no matter no no matter how it's gonna no matter how it plays out, it's you're either gonna end up upset or ecstatic. There's no in between. And no matter what, we're gonna be, be honest with you. A hundred percent of the way. We'll be here for y'all in times of need or joy. So, uh, but it is getting to be about that time. Uh, we, yeah. Any just closing thoughts? Um, I, I want to remind I mean, everybody we're both gonna be in Colorado Springs, June twenty four and twenty five. Possibly at the watch party on the 24th. We may skip out Friday night. Um, make sh- if, if, if you're in the area in Colorado Springs, let us know. We'll come say hi. We'll meet up. We'll do a little meet up if we want. If we get enough people who want to go do it. And we'll have some drinks. We'll laugh. We'll probably cry a little bit like usual. But it's fine. Um, yeah, I'm just... Man, like I said, I'm just excited for this. It, it's been 21 years... We, we remember exactly where we were when Sackick didn't even raise the cup on the second go-around. And this is, this is going to be one of those runs where you're going to remember it no matter what. It's just how are your feelings going to be toward And the abs have... Yeah. Great chance to to get it to get it done. As does Tampa Bay. You know, two best teams in the league. They are here. Two best teams last three years, I would say, um, give or take. But yeah, uh, everyone's been waiting for it. Um, Denver, just like the the electricity right now, is insane, and that's not because it rained today. Um, a little bit. It was actually kind of humid here. It was like it was a hundred degrees, Jared. It, it reminded me of the South. Hundred degrees, thunderstorms, uh, in like late afternoon. But yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you can tell. You know, the city's just alive for like the first time, and it's it, it feels pretty cool. Uh, it really does. Uh, but uh, yeah, to wrap up, uh, excited. It's gonna be the hell of a series back and forth. Uh, probably all the drama. We'll get a little bit of everything, and I'm gonna roll with it. Just take it what it is. I mean, you and I know how to do that the most. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, regardless what happens, we'll be here for you guys. So excited, you know, go out. It's an excuse to get drunk. You are playing for the Stanley Cup. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good week. I'm in the studio cooking up music because I know I never got time to waste. This is a decision I got to make. Made it here, I can't stop now. Had to make what I got now. This is the life I chose. Seen the highs and lows. I've been getting what I want now. Middle finger to the middle man.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 